0: You're listening to the Mind Your Business podcast. Today, we're gonna uncover how to use messaging that shifts your audience's reality. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business Business Podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. How the heck are you doing? Welcome back. Today, we have an extraordinary episode in store. Returning guest here, Brandon Lucero. He came on episode 147. Good friend of mine. We've been business partners in the past. Episode 147, we talked about integrating spirituality and business and where those two roads intersect for us in our own personal lives. Great episode. So I've brought Brandon back because one of his superpowers is around messaging. It's around copywriting and the amazing work he's done I've brought him in front of my clients my mastermind members and every single time he blows their minds because he's sharing and putting a formula to stuff that I think what I would say is one of the most important skills required for your business that also becomes like the number one thing people are struggling with if you're sitting there looking at your business saying, but how do I say what I need to say in a way that people will get it and understand it in as few words as possible? How do I really get their attention? How do I get them to say, that's exactly what I need? How do I get them to say, you're in my head? Then this is gonna be the episode for you. This is not about simply like copywriting one one. No, this is about... Using so many of the things that you've learned here on this podcast about beliefs, perspective, thoughts, and how we can then use that and integrate that into our marketing to be able to offer perspectives, offer ways in which we can shift perspectives. And that's what you're going to learn today how to shift your audience's reality, how to change the way they see the world, how to change the way they see their problems, how to change the way they see your industry and your marketplace. And it's when you do that, the argument we make here very strongly is that doing that is one of the most valued things that you can do. It's far more valuable than just giving advice or teaching more content. And it's when you do that, that you can really truly have an impact on your audience. And it's when you can make more sales, build a bigger following, grow your business. You're going to learn how to do that today in this episode with my good, good buddy, Brandon Lucero. Not only has been a good friend, not only have we worked together for a long time and been in business together, but he's helped me with messaging and he's helped a ton of today's leading authorities and experts behind the scenes in their messaging. He's a wizard and you're going to hear from him right now. So without further ado, let's play that interview with you with Brandon Lucero right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to a returning guest here on the podcast, Mr. Brandon Lucero. Brandon, welcome back. How you doing, man?
1: Good. Thank you for having me. Glad to be back.
0: Glad to have you back. Do you remember what we
1: talked about last night? Last time? Last night? Last Last time? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last night we talked about... (laughs) (laughs) A feather that I found for you. Uh, But last time, I believe we talked about spirituality in business. Yeah. We're going to talk about
0: something different today, which we'll have really a lot to unpack. Mostly around the magic of magnetic messaging, a lot of alliterations, a lot of M's there. That's something that you are so good at, and it's something so important. Will you share in your own words, Brandon, what it is that you do for your clients and customers?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the easy way to explain it is we dial in messaging. And I think that's the very surface level way of talking about what we do is we Hmm. figure out messaging. How do you communicate what it is that you do? How do you create the content in a way that creates demand for what you sell, but also in a way that stands out? If we go beneath the surface, what we really do is show people how to create stuff outside the box, how to create messaging in the way that humans process information. And we want to get super woo. Really what it is, is shifting reality based off of messaging and content. My philosophy is kind of like, you know, content is the vehicle. It's not really where everything happens. So a lot of people will hear things like, push out a lot of content, do a how-to, educational, give everything away for free, be consistent. And they don't recognize that the content is just the vehicle that delivers the message. And no one really takes the time to deliver the message. But even when they focus on messaging, they're very surface level. And what we do is we go beneath the layers, the invisible, the Mm -hmm. stuff that people can't see. We tap into that type of stuff. I think today more
0: than ever, you have to be doing that. Yeah. We're not in a, well, when I got started, I know you've been doing this for a long time. Like the whole like wild, wild west of the internet was like, people are on the internet searching for things and they're coming up empty handed. (laughs) So you Mm -hmm. can create something to teach them how to do it that's not really the case anymore. People aren't sitting out there like gosh, if only there was a search engine or a a place I could go to watch tutorials that would teach me how to do stuff. Like that all exists. And instead what we have is people saying like, "Oh, my market's so saturated." Yeah. There's already so many people doing that. Is it fair to say I don't want to lead the witness here, of course, that when we go deeper with the messaging and the work that you do, that it really makes market saturation irrelevant. Have you seen that as your own experience?
1: Yeah, that is exactly what happens. And just to kind of go off of what you're talking about mm. during the wild west days, it was very much like do everything your audience tells you to do, survey your audience or find popular keywords and do a ton of tutorials. And I will say that stuff does work. Like it is still relevant. We still do want to do it, but it can't be hundred percent of what we do. Because if you focus there, you're basically just giving expert content. I'm an expert on this platform or this specific thing, but you're not the only expert anymore. Mm. There's like a hundred experts who, and if, if all of you guys are doing tutorials, people aren't going to follow you because you have the best tutorials. You're going to blend in. You're in a sea of saying the same thing as everyone else. And you just blend in and you get no traction. And even if you do succeed with how-to content and tutorial-based, if you're doing that hundred percent of the time, it's because of the invisible things. Like they're not following you because you gave the best tutorial out of all the other experts. It's maybe you're a parent and the audience is a parent. So they connect with you on that. Maybe they like that with your personality or your sense of humor or there's other things going on. And, and James, this podcast is a perfect example. No one's listening to this podcast because James gives the best business tutorials. There's something else going on. There's connection. There's these invisible elements that most people just are not taking advantage of and I use Gary Vaynerchuk as the counterexample to this all the time, where he grew faster than anyone, and probably anyone ever will, but you won't find him do a traditional tutorial video. Mm-hmm. And so, what we do is we look at what are those elements and how do we get you to lean into those elements. And by default, what happens is that you start to stand out because you start to realize those elements are unique. You have a unique mm-hmm. way of looking at business, you have a unique way of who you are, your core values, your identities, what you want to stand for, what the deeper purpose that you want to do. And when you can craft all of that together into one ecosystem, you have really powerful messaging that now gets deployed with content that allows you to stand out. It's connected to your offer. So you're you're selling without people realizing that you're selling and you're standing out because you stand for something. Mm. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, there's nothing Better than that.
0: Because like what you were saying a moment ago about there's a hundred other experts saying the same thing. We have to also keep in mind that when you say that thing, that how-to that you're teaching, then there's gonna be a hundred others that watch your and I mean when you're around for 14 years, I see it all the time. A hundred others that watch what you just taught, and then they just go and replicate the same thing. And right. what that even starts to do is put you on a hamster wheel. It's like, oh, if I'm not doing the next thing, someone else is going to copy or catch up. And and it really does feel like a, a treadmill, you yeah. know, the hamster wheel in a sense. So, you know, I kind of want to ask just, well, okay, so how do we do that? But I don't, <laughs> because it's so much, and we'll, we'll just keep picking at little pieces here. But you started with the phrase shifting reality. Yeah. Wow. That's so awesome. And I think everyone on this show is like, yes, because what I think everything that you just pulled together is when someone is doing that, they might be doing it intentionally, consciously, or it might be like, uh, I don't know, maybe just kind of automatic. Who knows? Like, is Gary Vaynerchuk just like opening his mouth and he's just very natural at this? Or is he someone who knows? That's irrelevant. But we tend to then experience it as like, this person has some sort of X factor. Haven't you heard people say that? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's just something about this person. They have that intangible quality. Is it fair to say when you're following this? Because I've seen all your stuff. You put it. I mean, it's a methodical process. It's like, if you just do this, do this, do this, do this, boom, it works. Is it fair to say that that can replicate that X factor for somebody?
1: I will say it will get pretty darn close to replicating it, but there's still going to be a layer of... I don't know, quote unquote, unexplainable or, Mm. you know, work you're going to have to do to uncover it. So like I could send a hundred people down my method and process and maybe like 30 of them will get that X factor, but it's also because they've done a lot of that, you know, self-discovery work to figure out who they are. They've sat in silence to get those messages that put them in alignment, Mm. a lot of that stuff. So I would say yes, for the most part. And so like when we look at Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, he knows what he's doing and he's come out and he said, one of the best things I've ever done for my content is to study psychology. So Mm. there is like a science and a psychology to what we're Mm -hmm. doing, but there's also kind of this invisible layer that needs to mix in with that to really allow you to hit your, it's
0: like what we're doing here is Brandon's asking you to go deeper in order to uplevel your content, but you have to match that. Yeah. You know, whether you like the guy or not, no one's sitting there like, yeah, but Gary's just not that confident. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think he believes anything that he says. You know what I mean? It's like the energy behind it with that punch is just like, whoa, man, like, damn. you know. And I have seen people who like, so I'm glad you said that. Yeah, they'll maybe up level the message, but like the energy behind it, their energy levels, their confidence maybe isn't necessarily there. Right. Um, the execution. I mean, so much of our communication is nonverbal too. So our own tonality and how that comes through. But anyways, that's just something I was curious about shifting reality. Yep. What does that
1: mean? Sure. So this is going to be, so if you're cool with it, I'll, I'm going to give yeah. my definition yeah. of it. And then once we have this foundation, we can actually dig a little deeper into how to do it and give you guys kind of that process. So Shifting reality, understanding this is the foundation for crafting really powerful messaging. And when I say shifting reality, it comes from the understanding that everyone has an individual reality, but there's also a collective reality. Mm. So meaning that, you know, every individual person grew up with different parents, with different teachers, had different experiences, informed different beliefs. And so, you know, like someone who failed at webinars five times might have a belief that webinars don't work and they don't question that. That's literally their reality. It's, it's the lens in which they see the world and it's formed for the last 30, whatever years, 50 years, however long you've been on this planet and understanding that since it's all individualized, that there isn't really a collective, but the individual doesn't see it usually as an individual mm. reality. They see it as that's just the way the world is. Mm-hmm. So once we understand that, we can actually use language and messaging and content to shift that reality. So that's why I call it shaping or shifting reality is that we get to go to an individual. So maybe they have a limiting belief or something like that. And we literally shift the way in which they see the world. And that's one element of, of content that that works really well. And typically we do that by tackling limiting beliefs. And I'll talk about how to do that later, but the other side of it is a collective reality. And this could be a collective of, planet. This could be consciousness, whatever you want to say, or this could be even just an industry or a city or whatever. There's mm. some kind of collective, a group of people that come together and, and share a version of reality. So what we do in, in our method is we call this industry norm. So I look at like my industry or your industry and we go, what is the collective reality here? What do people believe to be true that they don't even recognize as causing a pain or a problem or suffering in their life? And how do we use content messaging to shift that? So when it becomes really powerful is when you're shifting the reality of the collective, when you're shifting the reality of your industry, of your niche, you're finding the things that are outdated, but no one's ever questioned. You're finding the things that 10 of your competitors are saying, but you know, isn't the best way, but everyone just assumes this is the best way. So we start to tackle those things. And then at the same time, we start to tackle limiting beliefs. So we start to tackle the, the individual reality. So when all said and done, the first element of everything is understanding what a belief is and you can use language and content to shift it. And this is what I call thought reversal and that's element number one.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's go back to that really powerful question. Cause I think that's a great access point for when we're like so many people are like, so what do I create content about? Right? Yep. And that's probably not a very good question to be asking. It's like, I don't know, but you said it really quickly. What do the people in my industry or market, and help me finish it, believe to be true that's causing pain and suffering. How did you word that?
1: Yeah. So the first part of like figuring out where your thought versals are going to be, there's there's boiled down to three types of beliefs. It's industry norms, limiting beliefs, and objections. And there might be more, but those are for for content's sake, that's what we lean Mm -hmm. into. But what industry norms are, are the things that the industry, your niche, believe to be true because either it's been done that way for so long and no one's ever questioned it. Or it's like what 10 of your competitors are saying and no one ever questions that because you had these 10 gurus are all saying the same thing. So therefore it must be true. Yeah. So
0: why is it so important that we're doing this? I think a industry norm that you and I both seen is people think value is like the dissemination of knowledge like transference of knowledge like here's something you didn't know that now you know but that's not what really what this is it's almost like you don't walk away with this knowing more than you knew when it's done right is that accurate to say it's not when it's done right with this example like a shifting of reality you're not walking away with like wow i
1: learned 10 things it's, uh, let me, it's all, I'm going to use a quote from our friend, Dr. Shannon Irvin, who talks about there's gas pedal things and yeah. then there's brake pedal things mm. and, and gas pedal things are the things that can propel you forward. So this could be education, tutorials, strategies, stuff like that. But we all know, like you, we can give the same strategy to a thousand people and they're all going to get different results. And there's also brake pedal things that people don't realize, you know what, it doesn't matter how many gas pedal things you get or you give, there's going to be people that still have their foot on the brake, which is why they can't execute or get results with all those things. And what we're talking about is helping people remove their foot off the brake, the things that they believe that they don't realize they believe they don't even realize it's not even true. We get to remove that out of their life. So it's not giving Mm -hmm. them something, it's removing something from their life that's stopping them from moving forward. And to me, that's the most value adding thing. You can do for anybody. To, and, to
0: go deeper with that. Tell me why, why should we be doing it? Cause I really want everyone here listening to be doing that. Why is that more valuable? And why should we be removing those
1: things? Well, the reason why is cause you can continue giving that person a hundred tutorials. It doesn't matter. Or the most in-depth tutorials or mentor them for years. And it does not, it doesn't matter. They're yeah. not gonna see any progress yeah. until you remove the thing that's actually blocking them. And what makes it so hard for people to remove it is because They don't see it as a belief. They don't see it as an illusion. They see it as true. And therefore, they never question it. So if you don't come in and remove it from them, they're never going to get the block (laughs) removed. And the last thing to this is the way I view it is we get to end unnecessary suffering Mm, in people's lives. And that's what it's all about.
0: It is what it's all about. And I have so many examples of this, like even just in our programs and stuff. And one that came to mind really fast was someone who was nervous to do Facebook ads. They did it and they didn't like their results. They posted a screenshot of their ads and they said, you know, James told me we gotta get the cost per lead, we gotta get that cheap and you know, how much are we paying to get leads? You know, basic one-on-one type of stuff. And they showed their account and they had a couple of these different ads running and they got one, they spent $20 and they got one lead. And so like, I'm already getting $20 leads. Like I knew that I wasn't cut out for this. I gave up, blah, blah, blah. And I looked, I just took a quick look at the ads account from the screenshot and they had all these ads that weren't converting but they got one that was. Mm. And it was converting at a dollar per lead. Their lens on ads was, it's too expensive, it doesn't work, I can't do $20 leads. And all I said back was, you're not getting $20 leads, you spent $20 to find $1 leads. Oh, you know, and it's like, it's no new information, but you get to look at the same facts a different way. Right. And it tends to just like, I don't know, open up a whole new world for people. It,
1: it blows their mind. Yeah. And if you've never heard someone tell you, this blew my mind, or I've never heard anyone talk about it this way, you're not doing this inside of your, yeah. your business. Yeah. And what's beautiful about it is, again, you get to end the suffering. So that person was living in that, in the reality of Facebook ads don't work and therefore their business suffered and you got to end that for them. Mm -hmm. And we get to do that with content and we can do that with thought reversals. And I'll just tell you guys the best place to start when you're looking at this is to look at those industry norms. Like one of the ones I go after is how to educational content is how you grow the audience the fastest. And I'm saying, no, you do that hundred percent of the time you're going to blend in. You know, and I say, look at Gary Vaynerchuk. He's grew the fastest without doing any of that stuff. And now people are like, oh man. So now they're I get to release that suffering of that belief. We still want that stuff. We just can't be hundred percent of the time. Now, mm-hmm. if you guys want to start playing around with this type of thing, I would recommend you start with industry norms. And the reason why is if something truly is an industry norm, it's outdated, it doesn't, it's not the best way. And you do a piece of content on it. What's going to be great is you're going to stand out just because you're probably going to be the first and only one talking about it. Number one. Number two is because that subject matter is literally the reality for the most amount of people, meaning that Mm. when you do that video, it's relevant to 90 to 100% of the industry. Whereas if I just went after a limiting belief, it would be relevant, not because not everyone has the same limiting belief. It's only relevant to 40 to 60% of people. And
0: let me even say it again that one limiting belief that you're shifting may not be relevant to people that are an ideal customer for you. So you'll be missing people. Okay, that's really good. All right, so here's the questions for you on that because I think it is a great place to start. Number one, the question that's gonna come up for some people is, but how, Brandon? Yeah. How do I figure out the industry norms that are outdated?
1: Yeah, so the best place to start is by asking yourself the two questions that I kind of brought up earlier, which was what's just been taught inside of your space And you know is not the best way and you start there. The next one is to look at those limiting beliefs that you hear all the time. So an example for me would be our best performing one to date is going against how to content because that's just the most ingrained inside of our niche and industry and it's done really well. But another one that did really well was you're not afraid of the camera because I hear all the time, (laughs) I'm afraid of the camera. That was one that did really well for us and that came from just listening to what people we're saying. And we can talk about this later because there's two more elements you still need, but part of creating everything that I've created came from sitting in the silence. And I know James, you talk about the box and the mm-hmm. box, like the reality box and the belief yeah. box and all that stuff. But the one thing that you guys have to recognize when you start to come up with this stuff and when you're building a business, you're building a business outside the box of reality. So we all have what reality is you know like this is what normal is this is what is possible this is what's not possible here's what exists right now when you guys are trying to create really powerful messaging like like well let's say this when you're creating a how-to video that's already been out there you're literally creating another piece of content that's already inside the box of reality it already exists someone else has already done it so that's why it's hard to stand out when you're creating something totally different totally new creating a business that doesn't exist yet you're trying to create something outside the box of reality the problem is a lot of you guys have thinking that's still inside the box and you can't create something outside the box with thinking that's trapped inside of it. And one of the ways to recognize this is you have thoughts that say, that's not realistic. No one's going to listen to that. That's not possible. Or you find yourself repeating stuff that already exists. Mm -hmm. So one of the easiest ways to start thinking outside the box is to silence the box. And what I mean by that is to silence your mind. Silence, and I don't even mean meditation. I don't mean getting into a state. I just mean shutting off the world, shutting off the thoughts that are like, this isn't possible. This is how things are supposed to be. This is how you create. This is how you do blah, 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 blah. And what starts to happen is magic starts to happen. And you've all had those experiences when you're journaling inside your notebook and all of a sudden you have one thought and then another one and another one. And then it's rapid fire so fast, you can't even write it down fast enough. It's because you shut off the box in the moment of journaling, you were in there and you shut off. This is what realistic is. This is what's supposed to be this. And you let it flow. You let your mind download or whatever it is. You let your mind access something outside the box. And that's one of the best places to operate from because there might be things inside your industry that are bad that you haven't even recognized yet. And the Mm. second you do, boom, your content, your messaging, your business will be changed forever as soon as you find those things. It's beautiful. I can sense
0: that what will come up for people now is they say, this is great, but maybe there's some fear, you know, like if it's so outside the box, does it go against people? Will they disagree? Will they attack and criticize? What do you have to say to those individuals that might be concerned about, okay, this is something that I see as a real issue in my space, but I don't want to see it.
1: I'm too afraid. Yeah. Yeah. So, the first thing I'll say is that when you start to create something outside the box and it becomes a norm, you expand the box. So now the box is expanded. So if we want to expand consciousness, we want to expand and raise the frequency we have. That's where we need to operate from. We need to create stuff that doesn't exist yet and make that the new normal. But in order to do that, we have to operate from the understanding that when we do thought reversal videos, it's not about being right. And Mm. it's not about being wrong. And typically when you're trying to be right, you're playing victim role. You're being victimized by someone else. And you're like, I know I'm right. Or there's always this like, there's this weird energy about it. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to be right what this is about. And this isn't, again, this isn't about you spitting your opinion. This isn't about you explaining whatever. It's just so you prove someone else wrong. This is purely about ending suffering in someone's life. This is about identifying the belief that they have, that they think is real, that is causing suffering in their life and poking holes in that belief so they can self-discover the flaws in that belief and how it's holding them back.
0: It's a couple of things you said there, because I do see a mistake where people are like just trying to make other people wrong. You see mm-hmm. people trying to make other people that have like been around like an existing leader or expert, like, let's try and make them wrong. And so you're saying it's not about that, which right. I love. And I also feel like when you poke holes in the belief and when you do what you do, if it's done well, if it's done right, it can't be argued. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like yep. when you gave the very Gary Vaynerchuk example, it was like, look at Gary Vaynerchuk. He's grown faster than anybody else as a personal brand. You can't really argue with that. And right. you say, and he doesn't do any how to content, and you can't argue with that. So it's like, that's where I think it's hard for people to get on board with this. What you're talking about is that. I think people are still, so, some people, maybe not in this show, but some people, most people are still so in their own box that they they can't understand that other people have an individual reality because they don't get that they have one.
1: Right, oh, yeah. oh, so good. Yeah. Right,
0: so it's like, it's like until you realize that how you're seeing the world is just one way that you can get to choose to see the world, that's why I tell my students how you see business will determine what's possible for you, but it's not the only way to look at things. And Looking at things one way and looking at it another, and I know you have that image, but we're on audio, so we can't show it of like the person who sees the six on the ground, but the other person is facing the other direction. So they see a nine. So it's like, who's right. It's not about right. It's just a matter of perspective.
1: Right. Yep.
0: You know, even words like failure. Oh, that was a failure. Well, that's one way to look at it. I learned a lot from that and that prepared me for what I did next. So I don't see it as a failure. Yeah. It's not about you're wrong, I'm right. It's just a different way to look at it. And I think when you come at it from that way, it's it's almost like, hey, it's an invitation. I know you see a six, but I'd like to invite you to come over here and see what I see. Oh, and then once they see it, and I know you've said this too, once they see it as a nine, they can't
1: go back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the, yeah. what's beautiful about it is they, but it's their choice. Yes. And it's their choice to go back. They can continue going back and seeing the six if they want. And like, right. there might be people who, listen to this podcast and go back to doing a hundred percent how to content. And that's fine. But like, now I you don't...
0: know what your choice is and it's your choice. Yes. Yeah. Now, Cause now all, all Brandon has done is said, there's another way to be helping people. Yeah. And now you can choose to do it this way, or you can choose to go back that way. And that's all I think we're ever doing with great, with our great messaging. You can do what you've been doing. And there's this other way to look at things. There's another way to think about it. That's up to you choose. Yeah. You know, that's great. Okay. You said there were two other components. Where do you want to go from this? Yeah.
1: So let me finish I one last thing on the thought reversal topic. And I'll give you just a quick framework of what to do. If you want to start playing around with this and keep in mind that we're talking, what I'm talking about with thought reversal, I'm talking about messaging. You can put it into content videos, podcasts. This is a podcast. We're using thought reversals on this podcast. It's just a concept you guys can use. And so remember that this is messaging. It's a messaging ecosystem that goes throughout your whole brand whether you're being interviewed on a podcast, copy emails, it's just everywhere. So anytime someone experiences you online, it's, it's all consistent. Mm. Now with thought reversals, you just want to start off by saying the belief. So I would say how to content isn't how to grow an audience fast. It's polarizing. It captures attention, but now we want to take a step back. And you want to be compassionate. You want to feel that compassion with them. You go, I understand why you think that totally fine. Everyone and their mom is telling you to do how to content over and over and over again. So now since I polarizing and capture attention, and now I'm being compassionate, so their guards are down a little bit. But then you go into the discredit, you have to discredit it. And so, one of the ways to do that is counterexamples. I use Gary Vaynerchuk. I say, Gary Vaynerchuk did it without any how to content. And like you said, James, you can't argue against that. But what's beautiful about thought reversal is not only do we get to end the suffering, but what I did in that moment was create a demand for what Gary Vaynerchuk actually does. Mm. And if that is connected to what I do or sell, well, guess what? I'm creating demand for what I sell and what I do without being slimy, sleazy, and I'm doing it by bettering people's lives. And so now what I would do is I say, so what does Gary Vaynerchuk do? Well, he uses thought reversals and beliefs and identity. So how do you do that? Well, let me explain. And I go into a little bit of a how-to video. And then at the end, you just do your call to action. Get on my webinar learn more about this Facebook group, whatever. So that's a very simple element or yeah. like framework of that's how crazy. to do a thought reversal. Let's move on to element number two, which is connection. Very much like how thought reversal allows people who see a six to come over and see the perspective of the nine. What connection videos do is they get everyone else who already see the nine to rally with you on seeing the nine. And so what you're doing is you're now saying, this is what I stand for. And you're now building rapport and connection with people based on that belief and identity. So one way to uncover what this is. And, and by the way, when you watch these videos and you see me do this, you're going to look at that and you're going to go, oh, you're just doing a motivational and inspirational (laughs) video. And I'm like, no, technically yes, but I'm looking five layers beneath the surface. Mm -hmm. And this is what happens inside of content is that someone does something or inside of our niche, they do something once or twice. And then they go, "Oh, I just did a motivational video and it worked." And then they teach, "Go do motivational videos without seeing beneath the surface of what's actually happening. So what's beautiful about this. If you guys learn how to do this, your competition's going to think you're doing motivational videos and you're going to know exactly what you're doing, and you'll be able to maneuver around it. So mm-hmm. one of the ways to figure out what your connection pieces or content or message is going to be is looking at your deeper purpose. And the mistake that most people look at or do, as they say things like, I'm a copywriter and my why, my reason for being in business, or my Instagram profile says, I help people write better copies so they can make an impact. And that's great, but that's not your deeper purpose. What that is, is a result that you bring and no one rallies behind you for results. Like you're not going to get a hundred thousand people saying, all right, James, let's do this. Let's, mm-hmm. let's take over the industry and help you write co- better copy for people. <laughs> that just, isn't going to happen. Yeah. However, if you said, I help break down society norms, so our kids have a better place to grow up in. And I do that by working with people of impact and fixing their messaging. Well, guess what? You breaking down society norms. So the kids have a better place to grow up. And that's why you're an entrepreneur. That's something people will rally behind. And that's your deeper purpose. And that's very much as my deeper purpose, even though I teach messaging and content, Yeah, I create a better world to grow up in because I get rid of outdated society norms by teaching people like you everything that I'm teaching on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so that's my deeper purpose. Another thing to look at is just who's your audience and what beliefs do they have that you also have that both of you are going to say like, hell yeah, to. And you start doing content on that. That's the first step. If you want to take it a step deeper, start to incorporate identity into it. So, one of the easiest ways to do this is to look at your top five core values. So I'll just give you my top three, family, business, money, my top three. Well, and then let's look at my identities. I'm a father, an entrepreneur, and a husband. I'm an entrepreneur, and I view myself as a person with money. And so your core values are a direct reflection of the strongest identities that you have in your life. Now, if someone was to create a video entitled that parents that our entrepreneurs make the most money. Well, guess what? Who do you Hmm. think that's going to attract? That's going to attract me and I'm going to click on it and I'm probably going to support that video. I'm going to (laughs) share that video. I'm going to comment on that video. Why? Because it did nothing more than reinforce my strongest identities. And so if you're sitting there saying my content is broken, I have the wrong audience. They never have money to pay for anything. A lot of yada, yada, yada. I guarantee you, you have not incorporated the identities that you want to attract into just just even the titles, not even the message, just the titles of your content. That's all you have to do. And you, you put that content out there, that is the exact person you're going to attract. Now, granted, you're going to get some people that don't agree with the message and that's fine. doesn't yeah. matter. It has nothing to, them not agreeing with the message has nothing to do with the impact you can have on the lives of the people that do agree with the message.
0: Do you recommend that those values that you're linking to be the same or very similar to yours? Is it, is it irrelevant?
1: It should. Yeah. yeah. Because that's because you want to build the connection. Right. And so one of the strongest ways to build connection is, is going to be through shared identities and beliefs. Mm-hmm. And if you're building a business like that, that's who you want to attract. You know, like I'm not going to want to attract inside of my business people that don't have integrity. I don't want to attract people that aren't entrepreneurs. And so obviously not all core values and identities are going to line up. So you kind of have to go through that exercise. And inside our program, we have like 200 different things you can choose from and like put together. But you can just get started with five, and you want to pick like five of them that you want inside your business. So you might find a core value or an identity, and you're like, "I have no idea how that relates to business." Well, just let go of it. Like you don't need to use it. Just pick mm. the ones that you want.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So that's the connection
0: video yeah. message connection piece. And I do I've seen them and does you know I can see how people <laughs> would see it's it's just a motivational video but it's not a motivational it's like a line it's like a line of chalk in the sand it's like all right which side are you going to stand on are you with us or are you not and that's fine yeah. but we're going to go forward with this
1: what's the yeah. other one the other one is what to do so this is where the educational how to videos come in i call them what to do the reason why is you know because Well, the number one question I get asked is like, how much information do I give in how to Mm -hmm. content and stuff like that? And I always just tell them, you just tell them what to do. You don't tell them how, because if you get too much into it, you do two things. You either trick people into thinking, they have everything they need. And this is the problem with most webinars is that people do that or you overwhelm them Mm -hmm. and an overwhelmed person never buys. So we do go into the, what to do, but we do something a little bit different. Where I don't survey my audience and do everything they tell me to do. Because if you do, then you have no message. You're letting your audience dictate your message if you survey them and just give them exactly what they need. And if you had the wrong audience in the first place, and you're just going to attract more of the wrong audience. <laughs> so it doesn't make any yeah. sense. <laughs> so we don't do that. We don't focus all on popular keywords right off the bat. And what I do is I look at what makes me unique. All of us have a process in what we do. Mm -hmm. If you have a course, a service, or program, you have a process. So, what I tell people is to package that process up into a unique method or a unique process that is only you. That way, you have no competition because it's yours. And then, what we do is we only do how to or what to do content that stems directly from that unique process. So, for me, I have four pillars. One of them is impactful messaging. So, anytime I talk about messaging, I'm like, great, that fits under pillar number two. I can now talk about it. And this this method almost becomes your North Star of how-to content. And the reason why we do that is because I will say things in my content where I'll be like, okay, guys, today we're gonna talk about thought reversal, which is actually pillar number two of the video 4X effect Mm. we talk about impactful messaging. And so what I just did is I talked about my method and my content, but my method is also my offer. So what I really did... Is i talked about my offer without people realizing i was talking about my offer so when you have this like messaging ecosystem working you have thought reversals which shift people's reality and their perspective and it really is gives you thought leadership you look at any thought leader out there like simon sinek's a perfect example this is exactly what they do they give you a different perspective on a way that has normally been done a certain way then you have your connection which builds the rapport and the deep connection so people like you as a person and then the what to do content creates demand for what you sell but it also gives you that authority and when people experience this blend together mm. you have the trifecta and so what i tell people is imagine people experiencing all three of these and then you send them to a sales process or a sales funnel like how much more likely do you think they're going to buy the selling is now done for you. The selling doesn't happen on the sales mechanism. The sales mechanism is more of a bridge just to get them to the offer. And if you guys look at this podcast right here, you've experienced all three of those elements. If I was to pitch a program right now as a pitch to you guys how to go do this, I'm pretty sure we would make sales because you know what my core values are, you know my identity, you know my deeper purpose. You saw me use thought reversals and explain content in a different way. You saw me kind of explain what you should be doing You've just experienced all three of them on this podcast and we've only been talking for 30 minutes. Now, imagine going into my webinar right now. You probably don't even need to sit on a webinar to want to buy the product. Mm. And that's, that's why this stuff is so important.
0: And it also goes against that industry norm that I've been poo-pooing for some time, <laughs> which is <laughs> that like if you just give all your best stuff away on your webinar, people will buy from you. And what happens is people do that, and then yeah. people don't buy. So are you saying you still didn't give enough away for free? You gotta do more? Gotta do more. Oh my gosh, it's like double double down, you know? It's just not, it, that's just not the case, and I think this is the antidote to that,
1: you know? Well, what it is is it's right message to the right person at the right time, and giving everything away for free is not getting the right message to the right person at the right time. And that's why you either overwhelm or trick them into thinking, They have everything they need. There's no demand Mm -hmm. creation. There's no, you know, one of the things that we focus on in messaging is anytime you teach something, you have to know what the next step is. So if you're going to, even on this podcast, if I'm teaching you something or I'm going to do a what to do video, I always know what the next step is. Everything's intentional. I know what the next step is. And in order to get you to the next step, I give you what you came for, but then I create a problem of what, Mm -hmm. what happens if you only have that information. And the solution is the next step.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what you and mean by you as the messenger.
1: Yeah, so the yeah exza- exactly. So mm-hmm. if you're like someone says how to do downward dog, I would teach them how to do downward dog, but then I would create a problem of what happens when they only know how to do downward dog. So I'd say something like, cool guys, you just learned how to do downward dog. But the problem is if you only do downward dog, you're only going to stretch your back. Your body's going to be not all flexible. You could pull a muscle. So what I want to do is like show you what to do in combination with that. Grab our free download over here. That's going to fix that for you. You yoga, bro? (laughs) (laughs) You know it. Namaste. (laughs) I'll do downward dog right now.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, he's doing it. (laughs) Brandon, put your pants back on. (laughs) He wasn't doing it. I'm kidding. You know, as a film nerd, when you watch like episodes, you see uh, like like series and stuff, you see them doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. They open up the loop, they have something happen, and then you see, oh, they're going to wrap up this little thing, but they don't wrap it up without opening a new thing first so that you'll stay to the next episode or to the next season. And they're constantly opening and closing these little storylines and weaving them together. And I just think that's such a simple, yet also profound thing you said is like, you're leading. So you have yeah. to know what that next step is. And I think people are like, and done, Yeah, that's it. And here's a checkout page or something. You know, and it's like, what? no, 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 no. We're just getting started. Like, here's what's next. Yeah, that's huge, man.
1: And what I tell people, too, is because I know I already know what some people are going to be thinking and I already know their thoughts because we've been doing this for such a long time. They're like, but I just want to help and I just want to serve and I want to I do want to give them everything for free. And you have to realize how much of a disservice Mm -hmm. that is to you and to them to do all of that stuff and if you can literally teach everything that you know in a 60 minute webinar then you have absolutely nothing worth worth selling. <laughs> if every like yeah. nothing. Right. There's just you have nothing worth selling. So yeah. so instead, why don't you play, you know, use psychology because if you overwhelm someone, they're leaving them in a worse spot. You're not making any sales which means your business isn't making any money. You're not having some kind of some kind of impact. And by giving them what they need, teaching them what to do, that is extremely value-adding because most people don't... They might search for like a how-to video or something along those lines, but they're so newbie. They're so new that they really just want to know what to do. And as soon as they have that, you're basically giving them step one. You you know, there's going to be 20, let's just call it 25 steps to actually accomplish the one thing that you do with them. But you can't give them all 23 steps in one go because it's going to blow their freaking Mm -hmm. mind. It's going to blow their socket. They're not going to know what to do with that information. And it's such a big disservice that you have to understand right message to the right person at the right time. And by teaching them what to do in the upfront content is still extremely value adding when you combine it with connecting with them, reinforcing their identity, helping them get rid of those things that are holding them back and using those thought reversals. It's like the trifecta of everything that needs to happen in order for someone to buy, to add value into the life and have these mind blowing realizations as they experience your messaging.
0: Yeah, it really does. You have to give a deeper sense of clarity to somebody where they have their own context of, Oh, like even this episode, like I have to imagine people are listening going, Whoa, this is making so much sense on how I need to see and look at this. And it's giving me that clarity on how to approach this, what to focus on. And if you're just, don't worry about that. Let's just start doing things. Doesn't matter what you're doing. I'm just going to get you do this, do this. It's like, people have got to see the forest and not just a bunch of trees. They need to see the bigger picture. Know why, have that context for it. And yeah. that has to happen. I've, I've seen that, you know, where people just like, let's just get into teaching how to start up a podcast. And people was like, wait a second. People don't even know if they need a podcast or why they should have one. It's just like, you're just press telling them to press record. it's like, can we take a step back for a moment? You know?
1: Yeah. I think the way that content and the way online business has been developed, like you said, it's been wild, wild west. Where it really has been this thing of like, let's just build a massive audience, and as long as people are following us, then we then we have a, a platform to sell on. But that's kind of that's slowly going away. Number one, because it's it's a lot harder to do that to build a massive audience organically because you have so much competition, and just because someone watched one or two of your tutorials doesn't mean that they have any demand or desire to buy Mm. anything from you they just came for you like imagine you were you know like trying to fix something on your car and you're just like google how to change a spark plug like they watch it they're done they fixed it and they're out right and that's what happens when we focus a lot on organic and again i'm not saying that that stuff doesn't work and it's not necessary i'm saying you want all of this that I'm talking about, but you have, you have to work it in the right way. You have to have the right formula. And so if you guys are wondering what formula is the best place to start with, I would say 50% what to do, how to content and 25, 25 of connection and thought reversal is probably a good place to start, but it also just depends on your niche and your industry. Some industries are so ready for change that they will thrive with thought reversals. Mm -hmm. And some are still really stuck in the way that, it's been and they need a little bit less. So you gotta play around with it. But mm-hmm. again, it's it's I'm not saying one way's right, one way's wrong. Again, it's not about being right or wrong. I'm just saying let's give this a different approach. If you're an unheard entrepreneur, you're someone who's been putting out everything, you've been consistent, you've been quote unquote adding value. What I'm giving you in this podcast is a different perspective for you to go try. And and not saying not to do something or not, whatever, but here's a different perspective on how to go from unheard entrepreneur to an entrepreneur who stands out because they stand for something, creates demand in their content and all that stuff.
0: You just know how, you finally just know how to do it. Like in a step-by-step process that has you sound like really smart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, because that is, that's what, what, you know, we get like tongue tied and writer's block. I get it. You know? And I've been there myself and you're like, how do I say what it is that I do in a way that people will get it?
1: Well, you know, it's a process. It stems from the process. And the the process that we have is really originated from that foundation where we started the the episode today, which was because I hear that all the time. When I explain to people, people are like, oh, like this is genius and they've heard of it before. And I'm like, I don't think I'm a very smart dude, but I do think I'm someone who understands how humans start to form the way they see the world and understand how to shift that. In a way that benefits them, and then that allows me to stand out really fast. And look, when we started all this two and a half years ago, I had two thousand Instagram followers. Within nine months, we've done one point two million dollars in sales. This year, we'll be a multi million dollar company, and I have four thousand Instagram followers. Like this stuff is not about growing a massive following; it's about building that momentum, creating demand, and changing people's lives. And there's other ways to be building an audience other than just followers. And I know that's the, the thing that we hear all the back. It's like, well, you don't hear it all the time. It's like, you don't have all these followers. You know, how do we know what you're talking about? It's real. And it's like, imagine how many Instagram followers you have or followers you have following your social media and look at the ratio that we have 4,000 to probably 3 million this year in revenue. Mm-hmm. And what would leaning into this do for your company if you are able to do something very similar?
0: Because at the end of the day, I think like as a visual If you're just taking a bucket and just pouring a bunch of content into people's brains, at what point does law of diminishing returns really kick in? And where it's just like, whoa, I am, like you said, overwhelmed, like it's too much. Like where it goes from I'm helping to now I'm hurting.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Whereas what could be more valuable than changing the way that someone sees the world, that someone experiences the world? It's like our whole lives, we were, you know, it's understandable. Compassion is the second step. Our whole lives, we, if you went to public school like I did, well, I did public and private, but you're sitting in a classroom and a teacher is passing that information to you and then having you memorize it to test you to see how good you memorized it. And so we tend to do the same thing, right? We're like, here, here's what you need to learn. Here's what you need to learn. And so people are telling you your whole life, like what to think. And I believe it's this type of content that allows for people to learn how to think, how to think differently, how to see something differently. And I just think that's so valuable. So, so valuable. That's the opportunity here. Now, Brandon, I know you teach this in much, much greater detail. I know you have a lot of training coming up. You want to talk about that so our listeners can go and continue learning how to do this?
1: Yeah, sure. So we have a video series dropping on August 18th called the content revolution and it goes through five things so we go a little bit deeper than what we talked about today so we'll talk about thought reversals in a little more detail connections how to uncover those and what to do with videos but also since this is about content what we do talk about is how do you streamline the entire process so when you go and film a piece of content that follows that messaging it comes back to you a few days later completely done how do you build out the team how do you build out the system the other thing that we didn't talk about today is because I can give you all the messaging, I can give you all the content ideas, but if you don't know how to use it or deploy it, it really doesn't do that much good because there are ways that you guys can deploy the content to build audiences that people don't really see. So there's a way to, how do we get this message distributed on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube? So it all works Mm -hmm. together. And we talk about that as well inside of the content revolution. So you guys can go ahead and and grab that over at brandonlucero.com forward slash cr for content revolution so lucero is l-u-c-e-r-o so brandonlucero.com forward slash cr we will
0: link that up in the show notes for you guys as well that's absolutely free there's no affiliate links or anything like that i have not only gone through brandon's stuff Ton of my audience and customers already have, you guys are listeners, know who you are. And I've hired Brandon in the past to work on a lot of our stuff. He's amazing, obviously you're still listening, you know that because you've been hearing what he's been sharing. And he's probably done one of mind blown mic drop moments for you already on this call because what I love about what he's doing is he's always demonstrating, teaching by example. So if you were paying attention, you can see it in action, you're gonna see it in action in his free training as well. So Brandon, thank you very much for coming on and sharing so much. Do you have any final thoughts, words, or anything else you'd like to share before we wrap this episode up?
1: Yeah. The only thing I'm going to say is that when you guys lean into this, like James mentioned, there might be those fears of what if people say this and people say that. And look, if you want to create something, you truly want to create impact. Nothing was created by someone submitting to fear and that to do that and to figure out what your message is it's going to take action you know clarity comes from the action and even if you're not 100 clear in what it is just taking that action and having the personal power to be able to execute on it and empower other people is, is really what this is all about and i'm just so grateful for you guys tuning in for however long this is and james i'm grateful to you for allowing me to speak to your audience so thank you
0: grateful for you 52 minutes that's how long. Nice. Perfect.
1: So thank you for your 52 minutes. You will never get back.
0: Never get back. <laughs> and they're like, but I 2x the speed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they found a hole in the matrix. <laughs> <Damn heck. laughs>
0: I did it at 3x speed. <laughs> I didn't understand anything you said, but you sounded like a chipmunk. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate you. I'm glad you came back. We'll have to figure out what your third episode on the show will be. Thank you guys so much for tuning in make sure to reach out to Brandon on the social medias and stuff and uh, let them know how this episode impacted you the most. And we'll see you here next time on another amazing episode with another amazing guest on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life